Welcome to the USU Career Studio podcast that helps you navigate your career path. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to tell your friends and family all about it. Subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or anywhere else you listen to get access to our newest content. Thanks for joining us for our Friday face-to-face episode. I'm Marissa Armistead, your host, and I could not be more excited to welcome our two guests today. We have joining us in our virtual studio, Danielle Ruger-Magrowski and Cameron Vakillian. Thank you so much, both of you, for being here today. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Appreciate the invite. Excited to be here. So Danielle is an advocate of accessible paid experiential learning opportunities for college students and recent grads. Having worked in career services for five years at multiple institutions, she has seen firsthand how crucial such opportunities are. Today, she works at Parker Dewey to make the jump from college to career more equitable and accessible via micro internships. Cameron is an academic advisor, instructor, and internship coordinator at the University of Utah Department of Communication. He also serves as the point person for experiential learning initiatives within the College of Humanities, and he hosts his own podcast titled Innovating Internships, which we will make sure to make some space for uh, in today's conversation. So with that, holy cow, uh, off air, we were just talking about how excited we've been to have this conversation. Um, it's seriously, it's been on my calendar for several weeks and I've just been so, so excited to bring the two of you experts in to talk about experiential learning and why the heck it matters for students. But before we get too deep, uh, we have to start with some fun facts. So Cameron, will you share one fun fact the audience might not know about you? Yes. So um, one thing the audience might not know about me is that I um, perform theater. I love theater. I've always been a fan of it, musical theater. And I've performed in basically one show every year. (laughs) I try to every summer. Um, and it's so much fun. Last year I was in Willy Wonka, the musical before that I was in Matilda. I love it. It's just such a fun hobby, but you know, it's just always been kind of a part of who I am. I always kind of consider myself, uh, a product of the theater in a lot of ways. So I, I love, uh, I love talking about it. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for asking. <laughs> I love that. And I have to ask, who were you in the play? Like what role did you have? Ah, yes. So I was the candy man in Willy Wonka, the musical. And this was, of course, this, they do the, the musical as very similar to the movie. There is a Broadway version of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. That was not what we did last year. Um, but I did it over at the Cottonwood Heights Theater here in Utah. And it just is, it's been so fun. I, I love doing the theater. It's, uh, that was a fun role to play. I got to sing, of course, the classic Candyman song. So, yeah. Okay, full disclosure, I actually love that movie and I did not know it was made into a play. So I now need to look into this more. So thank you, Cameron. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's so fun. <laughs> okay, Danielle, fun fact from you. Uh, my fun fact is in my spare time, I like to write and illustrate children's books. Uh, so I've written and illustrated one of my own, and then I've illustrated others, uh, sometimes for friends of friends, sometimes for a hybrid publisher. Uh, so it depends, but uh, that's what I enjoy doing. <laughs> Okay, number one, I think this is fantastic. Number two, this has actually secretly been on my life bucket list to write a children's book. So I feel very inspired that, the, that you've even done this. Uh, number two, we'll make sure to link uh, so folks can check out your work. But how cool. <laughs> oh, 
Oh yeah, please do. It's a lot of fun. I love bringing other people's stories uh, into life visually. Amazing. Okay. So super talented people here um, in lots of different areas. But again, today we're going to dive into experiential learning and maybe to kind of kick us off, I really would love to have you both share kind of your professional academic journeys because they're both really unique and totally feed into what we're talking about today. So Danielle, give us kind of that that context and background. How did you come to be working for Parker Dewey? Yeah, so my undergraduate degree was in digital media and design. Um, After I graduated, my first full-time professional role of substance was working in the creative department at a children's consumer products company. Um, And that's just a fancy way of saying coloring books. That's primarily what we did there. Um, So if you've gone and picked up like My Little Pony or a Disney coloring book at Target or Walmart, there's a good chance it came from the company that I used to work for. Um, And I did enjoy that, but I really missed the higher education environment. Um, I missed interacting with, at that time I had been a student, but I missed that kind of interaction. So I decided to go back and get my master's in higher education and kind of melded those two worlds together and did an assistantship at the Cleveland Institute of Art while I was doing that. And then I continued on in career services full-time at the Cleveland Institute of Art after I graduated. Uh, Then I moved into career services at Baldwin Wallace University, where I worked with a colleague who was making a switch um, and she had two opportunities opportunities. One was at another higher education institution and the other was Parker Dewey. And, you know, we're in career services. So we talked to each other about these things. And she said, you know, Danielle, I think I have more in the tank to continue working in higher ed. I said, okay, then go with the higher ed job. And she said, but this other opportunity, Parker Dewey, everything about them, their mission, it just all reminds me of you. And I said, well, send me the description. And she did. And I said, well, if you want to soften the blow, when you tell them, no, you can give them my name. And she did. And that's how I ended up at Parker Dewey. <laughs> that's fantastic. <laughs> love it. Networking love it. Networking is real, folks. Networking is real. Uh, amen. Honestly, the most underrated, I think, tip of all time for career building has to be networking, in my opinion. Okay, Cameron, want to hear your story. How did you end up at the U? Yes. So I went to the U for my undergrad. So I was a music and communication major. And I loved it. I was also highly involved as a student. I was an orientation leader. I worked as a tour guide for the student recruitment office. So I just, I really loved my time as a student. And and I went into higher education and student affairs. Um, I went to grad school at Indiana University in Bloomington and just really took off from there, I learned a lot about um, student affairs and also student development theory. I grew such a passion for education. Um, I worked in orientation. I worked in multicultural affairs. So I did a lot of great experiences. And then I worked in DC for a couple of years um, at NASPA, which is our professional association in student affairs. And Um, After doing that, uh, I got a job at the University of Utah. So it was a reason to come home. And I um, got a job in the department that I majored in, the Department of Communication and uh, as an academic advisor. And since then, I have really grown a passion for helping students. Um, I took on the role of internship coordinator for our department um, in 2015, and it has grown tremendously since then. 
I've been doing a lot of research on internships and experiential learning. It has grown into such a passion of mine to help students find their passion and find their interest and um, go into that next step into their career. And, and that has always been just a joy for me. And so I've done a lot of my research on it and um, it's now become a thing. I've, I have an internships podcast and I just, I love talking about this kind of stuff. So I'm happy to be here. Yay. Oh, and this is a great segue because I really want to kick off our conversation by maybe starting actually with your personal definitions of what exactly is experiential learning. I feel like this is a term that's pretty common in higher ed, like administration. But for a student who might be listening, they're like, what the heck is experiential learning? I'd love to hear both of your kind of definitions. And again, I'm not looking for any particular thing here, but just how would you kind of, you know, explain it to a student? And number two, why are you passionate about this topic? Why do you care about experiential learning? Danielle? Yeah, so my definition are opportunities where you get to apply the skills and the abilities that you're learning in the classroom to something that is real life. Now, that can include technical skills, but it can also include some of the other skills that you're learning. So, you know, doing group projects, um, presenting um, those kind of career readiness skills, being able to apply those to real world applications. That's my definition of experiential learning. And I'm excited about experiential learning because I think it has such a crucial impact on the success of future applications for your full-time job search, for internship search, just for career success. Um, I've worked with a lot of students for whom confidence and imposter syndrome have been a big issue. Um, one of the things I worked with students most often with was struggling to articulate the skills and the abilities that they've learned in the classroom. They have them, they're building them, but they often struggle to describe them to potential employers. And I think having those experiential learning opportunities helps students recognize, helps the light bulb go off to say, oh yeah, all these things I'm doing do apply. And then they're able to articulate them and describe them in that frame of reference to other potential employers. So I just think it's really crucial for success. Love that definition. Cameron, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I always tell students simply put, you know, experiential learning is learning by doing. So getting out there and actually experiencing something and uh, making meaning of that and learning from that to be successful. And um, the term really comes from, actually, there's a theory, David Kolb's experiential learning theory. It's a theory that we learned a lot in my time at grad school. Um, and it, it really is about um, the learning process and how we take in information, how we make meaning of that. And by doing, you know, getting involved in an internship or doing something like a study abroad or you know, getting involved in some kind of way where you're taking what you have been learning and you're really applying it into, uh, as we sometimes call real world settings or just professional world settings, um, is so impactful on a student. It's really where the light bulb turns on. And um, I, I love it. It's, it's a really great way that students can learn but also grow because they're really applying their skills. They're learning from professionals and they're actually doing the work. So it's something that is kind of taken off in higher education, the term, and um, it's being implemented in curriculum. It's being really talked about as vital to any sort of learning process. So yeah, that's how I would define it. 
I love both of those definitions and and both of you touched on what I kind of view as the key elements of experiential learning, which number one is is taking action in some form. So again, oftentimes outside of the classroom, um, taking action and actually applying. And I feel like the application is kind of the second piece. Um, and and I love that, Danielle, you brought up. It's it's kind of helping students connect the dots of here's what I'm learning in the classroom and here's how it might actually translate, you know, when I have a job or when I'm doing something outside of the classroom. So I really appreciate both of those insights and would love to kind of expand on this this topic a little bit more, maybe by exploring What are some examples? We've kind of touched on internships, which is a fantastic form of that. But I'm curious, what are some other other ways students might gain this this experience? Uh, Let's see, Danielle, thoughts? Hey, so you know what I'm going to say? This is my wheelhouse. (laughs) Uh, So another avenue for getting these experiences, and don't get me wrong, I love traditional internships, but micro internships. um, That is what Parker Dewey does. It's what we've always done. We are the originators of the concept. Um, I know a lot of folks became familiar with us during the pandemic um, because we worked really well for that, but we've been doing this since before the pandemic. Um, Micro internships, for those who aren't familiar, um, as opposed to traditional internships, are project-based. So we help companies companies identify what are some real projects that you have on your plate that you need to get done. Um, Sometimes we refer to them as the I should projects, like I should do this, but I don't have the time. I should do this, but we don't have the bandwidth. Um, So those projects that are important that you need done, but you just don't have the time for those are perfect projects to have students or recent graduates engage in. Um, So they are getting that real world experience. Um, Now at Parker Dewey, we're also all about making these experiences accessible and equitable. So in that vein, all of these projects are paid um, and paid at a fair pace. Um, They're paid per project, not per hour, because we have everyone from first year students to recent grads to some graduate students on the platform. So all of those uh, populations obviously work at different paces and different companies use the platform with different goals. Um, But essentially, these students are getting to engage in these paid professional projects, the vast majority of which are remote. So that adds to that flexibility element. Um, So they're getting to kind of dip their toe in the water before committing to an entire semester of doing something. So it's a really great way for both the student uh, and the company to kind of try each other out. So a nice tool for experiential learning. I love that. And, you know, I'm trying to remember when exactly I was introduced to to Parker Dewey's. Gosh, it's probably been about a year. Maybe we're coming up on two years now. now. but I really loved the concept of of getting that experience short term. A lot of students want entry level experience, true entry level experience. And and this provides a, a paid pathway for students to do that. So a huge, huge advocate of, of the work that Parker is doing with micro internships. All right. But we know Danielle is very biased in this particular subject. So, Cameron, what are some other forms of experiential learning students might explore? <laughs> Yeah. I mean, there's so many ways, right? Um, If you think of a study abroad, you know, a student getting out there to experience different cultures in a different setting um, and and getting to go on on that trip. Um, Research is another thing that students can engage in at a university. And that is a form of experiential learning, you know, working with a professor to collect data on a research project is a way that they're actively getting out there, engaging with the community, working with that professor who is a professional in this, right? And and it's getting that exposure. So experiential learning can take a lot of forms. 
But at the root of it, it's about learning by doing and really reflecting on what you're doing as well so that you're making meaning of it and you're able to then apply it to your own professional pursuits and, you know, try out things, try out careers, understand more about yourself in that way. So it's so important. And that's why you just see so many people talking about it. And it's also really part of the developmental process because I work with a lot of college students and it's not just about what they're learning in the classroom and, you know, the theories that they're learning and the topics they're discussing in class, but it's really about the developmental process, how their whole college experience is impacting their life, how they work with time management, networking, working with professionals, working with the community. Um, That is all part of what makes an exceptional educational experience. Love, love, love that. And it kind of begs a question. So I want folks to better understand your roles and how they actually support kind of this experiential learning process for students. So Cameron, maybe take a minute and talk about how, I know you have several different pieces to your role currently, (laughs) but talk about how you're supporting experiential learning for, for the U students. Definitely. Um, I, I, I do a couple things really. I, I engage um, with students in helping them find internships. And so that's why I love working with Danielle and micro internships because what an accessible way for them to start that process right away, right? Um, but I not only help students find internships, but I really work with employers a lot too in developing these experiences and making sure that they really are a learning experience for the student. Um, Because as we all know, there are jobs out there, there are internships that can be mundane or have tasks that maybe aren't a part of that educational experience, right? I like to be the bridge to help employers and students understand that process and why it's important Um, that that pairs with their academic plan and their goals in that way. So I work with students and employers um, a lot with that. And I work with administrators here on campus too, to help them understand the importance of experiential learning, how it can be applied to curriculum. I teach a couple courses here at the university that are experiential learning courses. I teach a first year seminar where I'm having them go out and do projects to really learn more about something, gain skills. Um, so yeah, that's kind of been my role with all of this and it's exciting. Yeah. And Danielle, for you at Parker Dewey, talk to us a little bit more about your role as a partner engagement specialist. What does that actually mean? How are you interacting with, with colleges? (laughs) Yeah. So I'll, I'll define partner first. So we have over 500, um, partners across the United States and our partners are institutions. So the higher education institutions, the colleges, the universities, we also have some nonprofit partnerships and we engage with them because we want to help them spread the word about micro internships to their students and recent grads. Um, And not only to their students and recent grads, but also to their employers, because micro internships are one of those rare win-win situations where it really does benefit all parties. Um, So my history having worked in career services is really beneficial for this role because I'm able to go to the folks who work in career services, who work at these higher education institutions and talk about the experiences I've had. You know, when I worked in career services, there were lots of students I worked with that that struggled to engage in traditional experiential learning, whether they were a student athlete and their schedule just wouldn't allow for it, or maybe they were a non-traditional student who couldn't afford to quit the job 
job that was paying the bills to take an internship that, you know, maybe wasn't going to be there next semester, or maybe they were struggling to get selected for traditional internship opportunities. And to the point that was made before, they're looking for what is that first experience? I think we've all seen the meme, uh, can't get a job without experience, can't get experience without a job. Um, So I'm able to say, you know, I imagine you're probably dealing with some of these struggles and micro internships address a lot of them. And on the flip side of that, I also know from my career services experiences, a lot of the questions that I was getting from companies, you know, why don't students know who we are? Why aren't they applying to our internships? Why didn't more come to our table at the career fair? And micro internships are a great way for those companies, not only to be able to engage those students year round, but to be able to engage those populations that maybe can't come to the career fair because of their schedule, or maybe are neurodiverse. So those types of environments are a little overwhelming. So it helps them engage populations they're struggling to get to. Um, So in short, I use my background to be able to have those conversations and tell those stories and equip our partners to be able to explain to both their students and their employers, hey, here's this thing that makes life a little bit easier and can help you both. Wonderful. And again, I have to give kudos to Parker Dewey. I I really love that they are actively taking an approach uh, to help all students in a very accessible way get these opportunities. And, you know, on the recruiting end, I think this is such an important point to make. It allows students to build relationships with employers in um, in a more intimate setting than just at a, a general career fair uh, and and can even lead to job opportunities as I kind of understand the model and, and what I've heard, you know, from from students, it really can help build that relationship early on in the in the, the educational journey. And uh, I think it helps recruiting efforts a lot for the employers. So absolutely beneficial to students, but I would also say a huge win for employers that might be struggling to find workers as many are right now. (laughs) So I really appreciate that. We hope you loved this episode of the USU Career Studio podcast. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe and share this episode with your friends and family. 